0: Leadership lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our community. What did they do to get started and what are they doing to stay there? And oh my goodness, I have a special guest today. Her name is Kim Nidell. She is the senior human resources business partner at Pros. She's also certified in organizational development. And I am so excited to have you on the show. Hey, Kim, how are you doing?
1: I'm so good, Bruce. I think I'm more excited though. So, <laughs> so
0: it's always great seeing you. We've known each other for a long time and I am so excited, like just to share your story and really get to know you more. I tell people all the time, every time I get on a podcast, I call it my growth day. So I know I'm going to grow just from our conversation. Um, oh. Hey, so be, as we get started, I would love for you to just share with our audience, uh the company you work for is Pros. Share how do you serve your customers?
1: Yeah, so I work for a company called Pros. I've been there for my goodness, it's about five and a half years now. I'm like, where does the time go? Um, but Pros, I'll keep it really high level and simple. We are a software company, um, and we do pricing. So if you name the industry, um, we do. Uh, we, we provide the solutions so companies can do pricing for for their customers.
0: Well, I, I tell you that, that is fantastic. We're, we are going to talk leadership today. We're going to talk leadership development today and a whole lot more. And, and as we get started though, I would love to start with the Kim Nadel story. Um, I would love for you to share, like, where did you grow up and how in the world did you get into leadership in particular in HR?
1: Yeah. So, um, like many hr professionals you know sometimes people fall into the hr profession either by accident or they've you know done something and they they shift into it um i originally grew up in miami um although a lot of people i think think that i'm from new england because i never stopped talking about new england sports right so i know you're you know that um but i grew up in miami i went to college in miami um, and what's crazy about my, my story is I fell into HR uh, completely by accident while I was in college. So when I say how many years I've been in HR, it's, it's getting a little crazy because I'm like, how can the number be quite that high? And yeah, so, <laughs> but I was working for, what happened was I was working for Macy's uh, while I was in college. And, um, you know, it was supposed to be a part-time job, you know, going to school and and all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, I kept going back the summers and the holidays and my hours were increasing and increasing. And one year uh, I was approached by the management team and they said, hey, you're doing a phenomenal job. How would you like to be part of our executive training program? And I said, that's the program, right? Like, it's like a one-year program. And at the end, you know, you, you could, Potentially be a department manager and they said yeah that's the one and so I was thinking you know what my age was at the time and I'm like wow like in a year I could be a department manager at the time Macy's was Macy's Aventura Florida um they were I think like the fourth largest volume store right on the east coast so this is like a big you know big store big deal and I'm like yeah okay I mean I wasn't necessarily looking for retail to be my career at the time but I'm like okay great um they said but look in the meantime your you know your semester schedule is a little crazy so how about instead like for now you will be our holiday hiring coordinator and then once we get through the holidays we'll place you in the program you know come january you know and you can pick your class schedule you know for january and all that i said okay, that sounds great. Like, what's a holiday hiring coordinator? (laughs) I'm like, sounds super. What is it? What will I be doing? And so essentially um, what the role was was exactly what it sounded like, you know, coordinating. This this store had such high applicant traffic. I mean, I'm talking, and I know I'm dating myself right now, like back in the paper application days, we would run out of applications. Um, We would have foot traffic. I'm telling you, 100 150 people coming through just nonstop so we would have these group interviews um you know kind of like get to know you see what you're looking for type of thing and i would help coordinate that and help the hr manager and what happened was about two weeks into this you know temp assignment our hr manager ended up going out on a leave of absence and so all of a sudden i thought holy moly uh like, forget, like, just the, the holiday coordinator stuff, like, I have to figure out how to do her job, and, you know, at the time, you know, there's one HR manager for per store, and so it was quite the experience, uh, because I would call the each store, so I wasn't calling the same person 10 times a day, so I'd rotate, <laughs> and, I mean, it was definitely learned by rapid fire, but it was amazing, and I loved it, I loved doing this job, and, um, you know, the the end of the, the time came and they said, look, turned out the HR manager decided she was just gonna go ahead and retire. And they said, what do you wanna do? You, you know, do you wanna stay in HR or do you wanna go into the, you know, the exact training program? I'm like, I wanna stay in HR. So it was crazy because I was already, you know, pretty far into, you know, from a college standpoint and I changed my classes, you know, as much as I could. Um, and started taking some, you know, HR courses, and, you know, I will fully admit, like, I just wanted to graduate, because I was fortunate enough that I found what I wanted to do, so that's how I got into HR.
0: That is (laughs) a fantastic story, oh my gosh, okay, I did not know that story, Uh, Macy's, now, that's interesting, because you're, the whole time you're looking forward to this executive, uh, program and little did you know, uh, it, it was going to be stalled because you were going to find uh, what you, you found your purpose, you found yeah. your lane. And, and that's one of the things I do like talking about is when did you know your like, when did you know that? Like, so here you are today, you're a senior HR business partner. So you've been doing this for a while now, yeah. um, as you kind of <laughs> reflect back on those days. And you thought you knew at the time. You're like, "Hey, I really like this," which I think is so cool because I didn't realize what I really enjoyed until even later. Uh, But when was like was there a time like during the course of your career where you said, "You know what i I picked this profession, and now I know I love it more than ever because of this." You
1: know, God, Breeze. That's a great question. You know there is no doubt there are, I think, something that's been a constant for me, um, you know, when I fell into HR by accident, and then realized, like, you know, that I, I loved it, you know, to, to today, like, you know, literally today, one of the constants, I think, is that feeling of being able to help bring resolution to something, whatever it is, you know, whether it's a a conflict, or you know, helping, um, you know, be part of rolling out an initiative, you know, whatever it is, you know, that feeling of being a part of it and someone saying to you just, hey, that. thank you so much for getting me through that. Or, and you know, for me, like I'm like really like it's it was a nap you know it's a natural thing for me like for me what isn't like such a big deal but it's interesting like the impact it can make or what your conversations are with someone the impact that it has on someone is it still drives me you know it it really it really does and I know that sounds so hokey you know I mean um as I'm saying it out loud I'm like geez that sounds such like a cornball type of answer but it's True. It, it it really, really is true. You know, what I mean it's what energizes me for sure.
0: There's nothing like being lifted up. There, there's nothing yeah. like somebody saying, Hey, because you said this, or because you uh approach things this way, or because you did something like this, uh, I'm I'm gonna be better from that now. I mean, there's just like there's nothing like that, is there?
1: There really isn't. And, you know, it's funny, you know, we, you know, everyone has, I think, a different um, mindset of what they feel like they need from a recognition standpoint, right? And, you know, sometimes there's some things that, you know, people define recognition with a title, with compensation, you know, things of that nature, right? Very tangible type of stuff like that. And I know for me and for a lot of people I talk to, that's not like that's not the driver you know and i get it those things are all important but it's not the driver it's exactly you know it's exactly what you just said and when someone can make that small comment like it it can really light up someone's day and i mean even you know yesterday i, I was messaging with with a leader and i so appreciated he he said to me you know you have such a good way of putting things, you know, like, because I was helping them draft something, and they were thinking, you know, I was helping them think through what the message would be, and, you know, he wrote, like, you have such a great way, and that's, that comment, he probably doesn't realize, like, I was on cloud nine for, (laughs) you know, for the remainder of the the day because of that comment, because it just helps validate, like, that's good, because I want to know that. I want to know I'm helping you. I'm, I'm, my guidance is, is helpful for you. So
0: (laughs) I think that you've also found a way to connect with people and you get the connection piece. Cause I I think that's a big part of it is that uh, John Maxwell says it best. He says, everyone communicates, but very few connect. And for somebody to send you a text to say, I appreciate you because of this, that first of all, that leader phenomenal, because that leader understands the importance of connection as well as you do and it also allows you to see and feel uh what that's like so you can hey. share that with that i want to i want to pivot to to this area of uh, as as we talk about this because i think this is really important and as as we talk about this there probably have been some people in your well in your personal life in your career that have helped you along the way and and as you're talking about this um i was actually thinking about the person at Macy's that, that said, Hey, um, you know, you're doing a great job. Do you want to do this? Uh, that tells me that person believed in you. Right. And I think that mentors do more than just help. They have this sense of belief, like no others talk a little bit about the importance of like mentors in your career. And, 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 and that, 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 that word I use belief.
1: Yeah. So you know, if I have to, and it's funny because you're right, you, you come across people in life, you know, personal, you know, work-related um, that help shape you. And you might not realize it. You don't realize it necessarily at the time. Um, and they leave an impact. And sometimes it's not even always, a, you know, not necessarily something that was good. It was maybe even something you learned from from that individual that makes you think that's probably not who I want to emulate. <laughs> so I'm going to be very intentional, probably not to necessarily be like that person. And so we won't call them out. Right. But I mean, it just happens, right. You, you come across folks like that. You know, if I have to think about who's made the biggest impact in my life in, in general, and I'm going to try not to get emotional on you, <laughs> you know, it's my dad it's both of my parents. I happen to have, you know, I I was so blessed with like the most amazing parents, you know, came from a loving home um, and they were wonderful. And, and and my mom, you know, she's my best friend, <laughs> people at work, I feel like they know my mom practically because I talk about her all the time. And, and especially since we've been in this virtual environment, I've, I, you know, look, hers has been amazing to me that I've been able to work, from her place in Florida and come back and forth, you know, to Houston and Florida. So that part's been a blessing. You know, my father, I would say was a huge influence for me because I have never met anyone as resilient as he was. And like to his very last day. And, you know, unfortunately passed in November 2019, but, you know, I, like he's with me. I know he's with me um, every day. And the resilience and his story is incredible, right? I mean, this is this is someone who, um, you know, he was uh, an attorney for uh, almost fifty years. He was at a fifty-year career, and even when he retired, I mean, he couldn't sit still. He was still looking at stuff, and he was still involved in stuff, and he's still running to courts for stuff. I mean, it was nonstop. And but his story is insane to me because this is this is a man who. In his college years, was in a in a car wreck that resulted in a his neck being broken in three different places. He had multiple doctors. One telling him, "If you make it, you, you you're probably going to be blind." I mean, at one point they weren't sure if he was going to make it. And I mean, this is a man that was in traction. I mean, just and somehow he made it out of that. And I think he took that experience with him. Forever. And so, you know, stuff for me that I've come across, you know, in, in personal or work or whatever, you know, where geez, it sounds, you know, it's just like it's just like, oh God, this is so horrible. And I think stories from him, and I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. That's a story. This is just a really bad day. And you know, you just he just had that connection, you know, you're talking about Bruce, he had that way of connecting and making an impact. And even to this day, you know, since he's passed, I mean, my mom will hear stories about him, like, oh, and his name was Louis, you know, oh, when Louis was in the courtroom. And so, you know, the impact he's made on people that he worked with, that he mentored, you know, he would have college. You know, he'd have college students work with him and groom them, and um, you know they became very successful. You know, lawyers and judges. Two, I kid you not. Uh, again, I'm going to try to keep it together. to when even visiting his gravesite, when my mom and I will go and we'll visit, the gentlemen that work the grounds, the groundskeepers, have come up to my mother and myself to tell us what a great man he was, you know, just from seeing him, you know, visit the gray side of his family and stuff like that. And it's it's just, I mean, my mom and I of course, you know, start bawling because <laughs> how can we not? And it, it, it's like every day I discover the impact my dad made on people I had no idea that, you know, people you would even think, you know, you would make an impact on. So I carry that with me. And I, I, I hope, you know, if I can be half, you know, the person and make the impact that he's made on, on me and others, you know, then I'm, I'm winning. I'm winning. So. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, I appreciate you sharing that. So much. what a legacy. Uh, yeah. Louis, Louis, I love Louis. that. Uh, what a legacy <laughs> your dad Louis uh, made. And I love how you use the word resilient, because if there's ever a time you need to be resilient, it is through the last 18 months that we've been uh, going through this, this, this pandemic uh, and just being resilient because it has been heavy. Hasn't it?
1: It really, you know, it really has, um, you know, and it's not just even the pandemic, right? Bruce. I mean, just, worlds like colliding I mean it's like we're living in the Bermuda Triangle right now um between the the pandemic you know all of the social issues that you know were coming up and it's impacting you know it impacts everyone and it impacts people in a different way and you know you may or may not relate directly you know to certain things that you know are going on in the world but I think, you know, something we all have to remember, right, is to to continue to extend grace mm. to everyone on so many, you know, just so many levels. We have to extend, extend grace, have some extra patience, you know, maybe not even count to 10, sometimes count to 20 to 100, like depending on what, you know, what what you're faced with. And, and you know, just you have to just remember, like everyone's entitled, I you know, I'm sure there's people like, oh, it's so HR to talk about feelings, but everyone's entitled to feelings. You know, what mm. one may think is ridiculous. The bottom line is you may be right. You may be wrong. The bottom line is this is how you made this person feel. Mm. Like just respect the fact that that's how they're, they're feeling. So for them, they're on the receiving end of something. That's how it made them feel and just, you know, think through it and you know I think just even being able to acknowledge that you know that much would go a, a long way. But yeah, I mean pivoting has been a very important word in the world for HR for sure, <laughs> for everyone. But I know, you know, for all my HR colleagues, it's it's I mean, this is stuff right that we never would have thought, I know I never would have thought to see this in my in my lifetime. And so um you know, it's something I think we're all having to figure out together. I don't think anyone has the answers to, you know, to just on so many things.
0: I, I love how you shared, um, extending grace, uh, that, and I think that's actually been the key and uh, I've seen it more than ever, um, in the workplace and, uh, whether, whether it's, um, uh, colleagues that have uh, had to go take care of their uh, parents, uh, or their kids or their grandkids. Um, but just being able to look through and have that empathy to say, you know what, I get it. Um, I'm with you. And, and I think that really, for me, that that's really starting to like shape. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I guess like career. Um, but I'm, it's starting like, I've had this definition of leadership for so long, but it's it's really like shaping it, molding it even more uh, around leadership. I, I, I always like to ask my guests, you know, if somebody were to ask you what leadership is, what what would you say to that?
1: You know, I think that the leadership, there's things that leadership isn't
0: also, mm.
1: right? So I, I, it's funny how I sometimes approach my thought process of like how I approach answering things like that. Leadership is not necessarily someone needing to be the the smartest one in the room, Mm. right? I think leaders, and more so than ever, right, leaders today absolutely have to listen. They have to listen to the feedback, you know, that's coming through, you know, that's coming through to them. And look, I mean, you know, there there's leaders that are in place, and they're in place for a reason, right? And you know, they can be the ultimate decision makers for certain things, right? If you know, we're getting tactical on you know, implementing initiatives and you know, things of that nature. And you know, one of the things I know for myself that has been always important, like for any leader I've ever respect, you know, that I've had you know, tremendous respect for, is I recognize that you may not always think I have the best idea, but if you listen to it and just take it into consideration, that means a ton. I know, I mean, I know it's not just me. It means a ton for me, but I mean, these, these are things that I hear, you know, from, from people, you know, within the company I work for outside the company, you know, just things that you just hear, you know, I think that's important. Like everyone wants a voice, right? Everybody wants a voice. And if you can at least have, you know, express that and have the voice for someone that takes something into consideration, then do it. Now I think it's super important today in you know in today's world too, you know, there's a level of transparency that I think leaders need to have. And look, you know, you you can't you can't share everything all the time, right? There's gonna be things that, you know, at a leader, you know, from leadership perspective They're confidential, you don't know all the things going on in the background and, you know, you don't just snap your finger and you come up with a solution. But that collaborative experience I think that everybody is needing is essential. You know, I, I think it's essential. So, I mean, Bruce, you know me well enough to not give you a concise answer. <laughs> So that was a really roundabout way of maybe throwing a whole bunch of stuff into, you know, this leadership pot, you know, that you can just pick out and grab. (laughs)
0: Hey, I was listening. I was listening. Uh, That was number one. Listen uh, and collaborate. Listen, uh, you're you're right on target. As a matter of fact, I had the uh, CHRO on uh, one of my shows and he said uh, it really starts with listening, uh, understanding. Relating and then listening yeah. some more, and, and we're not doing that enough. We're just like getting bits and pieces and going, and it's really like pausing. I, I love how you how you frame that. Um, it's really about just really focusing in on and connecting from that listening perspective. Hey, I I got a question for you. Um, as 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 you told that Macy story, I was going to ask this question: Is leadership today what you thought it was going to be? whenever you were the HR coordinator? I mean. No, 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 no. First
1: of all, when I fell into HR, I didn't realize that I was, you know, that essentially I could become a psychologist, a therapist, you know, Um, know, the, the, the coach. I mean, you know, I mean, right. When I first fell into HR, obviously it was much more, from a tactic, you know, from a tactical standpoint and thinking, yikes, I better figure out how to do X, Y, Z. So all these new hires also get paid. And, you know, I mean, because, you know, I mean, those those are important things like people getting paid. And <laughs> but um, no, I mean, as the years, right, as, as the years have, have gone by, you know, how I look up to certain leaders and work, you know, and now I get to work with you know more leaders than I would have. You know when I initially fell into HR, is it's very different. And HR, the you know, has evolved so much, right? I, and you know, I feel like HR is one of those areas where, you know, we reinvent. You know, we seem to reinvent ourselves, right? I mean, even when you think about what HR is called, you 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 know, I mean, my mom likes to always reference. Like, I remember what it was called personnel, and by the way, she does not say it in that voice, but. Um, you know, she was, she was like, I remember it was personnel. It's so confusing. Like, you know, you all have, you know, some places call it human capital, right? There's terms like the, you know, HR business partners, you know, just people, you know, people and culture. There's so many different nuances within HR and we're all of it. Like we're, we are all of it, so I understand why when companies, you know, change up human capital, people and culture, human resources. Um, and I've been all, I've been on all of those, right? I didn't like just to make those up. Like literally, companies I've worked at, that's what we were called. <laughs> so,
0: that uh, you, you're right on target. Oh my gosh, that yeah, uh, I love how you said that. Though uh, HR continues to evolve, continues to uh, in, innovate, re, really reinvent. The position the practitioner and and what they're doing because yeah i mean i'm anxious to see where it goes i I think it's going in a good direction you know um one of the things i like to also ask is like what area you enjoy like hr there's a lot of hats right you started out as an hr coordinator i mean there's recruiting there's employee relations uh there's development and I know you've spent a lot of time and you obviously you have a certification in organizational development. What What is your, what area do you enjoy most?
1: So, you know, when, when people think employee relations, uh, cause I've been asked in the past, like, you know, i worked somewhere where that's all I did right for four years. Uh, I did employee relations. And so, you know, it's one of those, my God, like, how do you, how do you focus on employee relations every single day? I mean, you know, you're probably not getting a lot of good news brought to you, right? You're you're, you're tackling performance management stuff. You're doing investigations, you know, like some people would think that's the, uh, the icky side. And yes, that's an HR technical term that, you know, icky. Uh, and it's funny. I still, there are still aspects, though, of employee relations where if I can help Get to a resolution, then that's that's great, right? I want to be able to go into something and objectively look at it and try to resolve it. And you know, is it the most you know pleasant subject that you know you're you're, you're looking at? No, not really. Um, but again, it's that maybe maybe it's something you know. As I'm saying it out loud, I <laughs> um, maybe it's like a closure thing for me. Like if I'm able to bring closure. That you know, that resolution to you know, to problem solving something, there's no doubt, though. I recently, this is a recent revelation for myself from anything I can do to help grow, you know, be part of someone's growth and development is so exciting. Um, and it's incredible when I see, and I guess this is just Grace, I guess this is just what happens as you get older, too. (laughs) It blows my mind when I see, you know, certain folks that I remember when, you know, we recruited them and they were like right out of school, right out of college. And now are, you know, since I was in the public accounting, you know, uh, industry for a bit, you know, as an, you know, as HR, um, you know, I'm seeing them make partner today. And, it's really cool. It's really incredible. I'm certainly not taking credit. <laughs> I promise I'm not taking credit for being, you know, a part of that. But if, you know, again, anything that I was ever able to share with them or again, from providing guidance or, hey, how do I, how do I approach so-and-so? Like, I want to go after this role. How do I do that? You know, we, currently at PROSE, I mean, we, we talk about career pathing a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that we have a company where we put that out there. You know, we like it's probably out there for all of our employees to see what each position has, you know, from a competency standpoint. And you get to look at that and you get to make those decisions on maybe I want my, my you know, career to go from a, you know, professional services route to, to sales and, you know, and it's not. It doesn't require oh you have to wait you know X number of years to be able to do that or we don't make changes like that. we do, right So it's very it's very fluid. And so any again, like that coaching, the counseling, the guidance, the anything I could do to help grow someone's career, it makes me
0: again if there, you know there has
1: to be some validation for yourself and what you do in life is my feeling, right So I don't mean to make it sound like a selfish thing, but it's what drives me. And if I can help someone get to where they want to go, then, you know, help them find their lane.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love how you (laughs) reference find your lane. You know, I love that. Um, Wow. That is, that's interesting because you didn't, I mean, you just said that's what drives you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I find it fascinating. Number one, that, you know, what drives you, that's so important. Uh, but to be able to, uh, articulate that, I mean, I could feel just now when you're telling me that I could feel like when you're helping someone and it could just be through a conversation more than more than anything. And you see them progress in their role in the workplace, in the community wherever whatever that role is. It's so fulfilling, isn't
1: it? It really, it, it really, you know, it is. And, um, you know, again, I feel like the, the success of those around me, you know, makes me feel like there is an element where it makes me feel, like I said, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm a part of that. You know, recently, look, you know, the pandemic last year, you know, th- threw everyone for a loop right? Uh, again, on so many, on so many levels. And, you know, there were certain things that companies had to pause. I mean, my gosh, you know, comp- there were companies that were having to do reduction in forces, things like that. Um, I happen to be very fortunate. I worked for a company that we didn't do. We didn't do anything like that. You know, we were intentional and in looking at certain things we needed to, to, you know, to maybe dial back rebalance, you know, things of that nature. Certain things may be on hold, like we weren't able to do, you know, the normal amount of promotions and stuff that we, you know, we would normally do in a in a regular a regular year. And for the the groups that I happen to support, you know, recently we were able to do that, right? And first of all, it was so nice to just have sort of like a, a normal, more of a normal feeling, like okay, things are maybe going back a little bit more to normal, like being able to do stuff like promotions and all that kind of fun. Like those are good moments, right? And I will tell you, I was on a call um, where we announced a whole bunch of these promotions. And I was so overwhelmed with joy. And again, I feel like I sound like such a cornball because, you know, it made me so happy. It made me so happy to see so many people that I know are, I work with the, the hardest working folks I swear I've ever <laughs> worked with. and. And, you know, to see us be able to reward them and, you know, if I'm a part of that process and being able to help get us there to a place where we can reward folks for their hard work, it's such a cool feeling, you know. no, you know,
0: uh, interesting you shared that. I was uh, on our climb call uh, recently and we were talking about Brene Brown. And um, huh, it's so interesting you say that because, uh, I asked a question to the group. I said, Hey, I noticed in the book, uh, Brene Brown basically said, uh, to have courage, uh, what it, uh, it was around courage. And it was basically saying that, uh, you're courageous when you, uh, share two things, gratitude and milestones. And I was like, well, I don't, is that, are you, were courageous for sharing, uh, like, you know, milestones. And as I thought more about that, I thought about, uh, and, and we talked together as a group, we talked about, you know, some people have that in them. they just like, that's just part of their DNA. They just, they're just grateful, right? Uh, maybe something they've gone through earlier in the life, maybe there's race, however that is, but, uh, but, but the milestones piece, I was like, really? And, and then it was more about, well, people that typically don't do that because they think, oh, I don't really, I don't want to brag on myself or I don't, right. that takes a lot of courage. And here's the thing, people want to share in those stories. People want to celebrate you. Uh, and it's almost like anything else. If you don't tell people what you want or what you need, they can't help you. Well, you need to share that because they want to celebrate with you, Right.
1: They do. And I think, Gabrielle, yeah, you make such a good point, because I think a part of that, that sharing, right, is there There has to be a level of empathy, mm. right? And so look, I think we've all come across sites where they, they they share a story, and they make the conversation about them, right? And, and then somehow now the, conver- you know, someone comes to you that they, they want to have a conversation with you, and then somehow the conversation becomes about themselves. It's like, wait, Or, you you know, they're saying it to you and you make it about yourself. And I think, you know, we all have to be very careful with that, me included, right? I mean, this is something I try to be extremely intentional about because I'm one of those people that like to share my experiences. I'm an open book, but I, I do it. And I always hope this comes across. And sometimes I will actually make sure I say it. I'm sharing a story with someone from an empathy from, you know, from a a level of empathy, you know, extending empathy to them to make sure they understand, like, when I say, I get it, like, no, I really get it, because I have experienced it. Mm. And it could be, you know, look, there's, there's a ton of folks um, that are struggling, right, with, with, with anxiety, mental illness, things of that nature, where, I think we've made a ton of progress, and people are being feeling comfortable to talk about it, but I definitely feel like a lot of people are, are, are talking about this more.? Right? And so you know, if you're in a situation where someone's sharing with you, um, you know that they, geez, I'm getting panic attacks, I've never had them before in my life. And you know, I will say I'm someone that has had that before. You know, and I had to kind of figure out how to how to navigate it. And when I share that with some people that have known me for years, they're shocked. Mm. They're like, wait, you? I've never noticed that from you before. I'm like, oh yeah, like I've actually done it in front of you. You just didn't know because I have figured out a way to navigate it. And so when they're they're talking about their experiences, I can share what how I have navigated through it to get to get through those those moments. And I mean again it's not to steer the conversation to talk about myself it's to share you know you're gonna be fine you didn't even you'd even know i ever had this you know mm. like i had ever experienced anything like that so
0: i love that oh my gosh yeah. if you're listening right now, you now need i just to shared
1: to, that with everybody
0: <laughs> get your pen out get your notebook out you need to be taking notes here there is so much You know, uh, another thing, I mean, we're talking Brene Brown. I mean, she's the master of uh, of vulnerability and all this. Uh, But she also shared uh, the importance of empathy versus sympathy. And, you know, it's not about saying, hey, I I feel bad for you. It's like, hey, I get it. And I am here to walk with you. And I think people want that.
1: I I have learned that you're right. I, I have learned that there are people that do want it um you know every once in a while I'll share I'll share an experience with someone and yeah. they'll come back to me and say would it be okay to set up some time with you to, to mm. talk about this some more um because it seems like you really get it you know my you know it might be hey I try to tell this to my you know to my spouse they don't really seem to get what I'm talking about or I share it with some friends and they don't know they don't understand it and you know, I don't They're like, but you seem to get it. So can I talk to you more about it? And really for me, uh, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a treat because like you said, Bruce, you're, it. it's walking with someone mm. and it yeah. helps me. It even helps me, you know, think through just how I've done that. And it, it's, it's a good feeling.
0: Uh, I, th- I think that's the key is that we have to look like, if it helps us, it can help someone else. And, oh. and that, and I think that's, when we know to share, Hey, I want to, uh, the last part here, I want to just real quick. I'd love for you to like share, you know, you talked a little bit about collaboration. We're talking empathy right now. These, these are so gosh, so, so important, uh, for someone who's like listening right now and really struggling with some of, some of that, what are some, like what, what's something they can do to like focus on, right. To be, I don't know, to be better, not necessarily be better in the workplace, just to be, just to get to a better place.
1: You know, it's making those connections, like you, you said, Bruce. And look, I mean, you are like the master of it. <laughs> I, I really, I mean it. You know, I remember even years ago, um, you know, reconnecting with you and, you know, you walked with me, you know, you, you, you walked with me through certain, you know, certain things of how to navigate through certain things. And it's so helpful. I think there's more, you know, there's people that want to have this dialogue and they don't necessarily know how to just to, to start it. And so sometimes you just have to be a little vocal, you know, and, mm. and I know it's scary. And that's part of that that courageous piece, right? Um, I think just in general, it's okay, it's okay to be vocal. You know, sometimes depending on the situation, make sure it's maybe respectfully vocal. You do have to figure out what those connections are. And I think it's hard. I think there's, you know, Especially depending on your personality, right? If you are a you know, introvert, natural like a natural introvert, it might even be more difficult because you don't know how to even start those conversations. And yeah.
0: I love that. I, I will tell you that the word you use there was connection. And and I, I I think that you're right on target. It's finding a way to connect. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, you have to take that courageous first step um and that courageous first step is nothing big it may be smiling it may be just smiling at someone and saying hey how are you doing and you know trying to find that connection so you can have that conversation
1: yeah right? it, <laughs> you're so right i am doing it constantly when you know if i am um even when i'm working from my from my my you know down in florida you know and i'm walking around my mom's neighborhood or something the amount of conversations I'm having just organically with people has drastically increased. I think people are, first of all, I think people are just craving for, you know, face-to-face interaction and not just, you know, in a, in a Zoom screen, right? I mean, it's great to see you, right? I'd love to see you, you know, three-dimensionally. And it's amazing, like even just having those types of conversations, the stuff you'll end up learning you know, next thing you know you're connecting with them, and you know you've gotten invited, you know, to to their book club. I mean, which was like a real yeah that 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 actually happened. So, you
0: know, I, I love that.
1: It's, I mean, it's funny. You know, sometimes I mean, I I even shared with my own mom like you know, there's a lot of people in this neighborhood. And I feel like at this point, I've talked to more of them than you like, you need to get out and get to know some of, some of the folks in your neighborhood, you know, they're really nice.
0: <laughs> so so I'm gonna throw this last thing out of here. And that is this. Um, but 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 you don't have to force it. Because because there's some that you yeah. have to give your like, you're talking about giving people grace, sometimes you have to give yourself grace too, right. Because there's some times where you know, I'm, I'm, you know, when you look at me out networking, you think, oh, Bruce, he's an extrovert. When I'm home, I want to be home. And a lot of times I may not feel like walking down the street and talking to someone and, you know, and that, so sometimes you just kind of let that happen. But when you do run in those opportunities, stop and take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, you're, you're spot on Bruce, because I, you know, I've had people say that, to me, you know, they, they all, you know, I've had folks say to me or their assumption is I have a ton of friends. Like I must just be nonstop, you know, on the weekends spending time with friends and, and, and they just assume I have this giant circle of friends just because how they, they see me. Right. And, but I'm like you, you know, once I'm, You know, once I'm home, I'm home. I'm good. I'm good. Let me pull out one of the, you know, 88 books that, you know, are sitting there (laughs) waiting, waiting for me. Um, You
0: know, let me just tell you, I'm so glad that you found that HR coordinator role because you're helping people just by this conversation here. Hey, as we talk about home, um, I want to just ask you real quick about uh, you know we talk about leadership being every day. Do you have like a do you have a daily discipline or something you do every day that helps you keep on track as a leader? Because I always like to like if we can pull one thing out to give somebody maybe somebody's listening right now looking for that one thing that they can try doing. Any anything you do in particular?
1: Um, I don't know if it's so much of a of a leadership thing. I. I am very old school. I mean, right? I, I right? I have to have a book, tangible book. I always have a highlighter nearby. You know, I got color pens. <laughs> um, I'm really. I know. I'm, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm working for Office Depot or Office Max right now. Um, and it's, I write everything out. I, I do. I, I mean, notebook. <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit. I even draw the boxes for like a to-do, right? Of of like the things I have to do this week, type of thing. Because I get a I get a lot of satisfaction of being able to check the box off. I am fully aware, right? That you know, I happen to use Outlook. I can do this in Outlook. There's a ton of software. They do that, it does it for me. I like writing it out, you know. Love that. Um, it helps, it definitely, it definitely helps me. And I, I one thing I will say that also has been a recent revelation. I think everyone is in the mode of multitasking, right? I think we were all multitaskers before and we have become master multitaskers. And everyone can read the research out there, right? Like you think you're you think you're being ultra productive by multitasking, and then you know you're really not. And trust me, I'm one of those people that have read these articles and like, I don't know. I mean, I was on a call and I was able to still get out three emails and you know, I answered like 18, you know, instant messages. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm being very productive, right? <laughs> um, I will tell you something I learned recently was, you know, it's okay. You, you know, you can try to multitask and let's say, listen to podcasts and, uh, and town halls and, you know, whatever, whatever, you, you know, you have going on and try to multitask. But I learned how important it is for me to stop multitasking. Um, and recently I learned that I, unfortunately, I, w- I missed an event that we had going on in our, in our company. Um, I was traveling at the time. I was in the air. I couldn't, I couldn't, It wouldn't let me stream in 35,000 feet in the air. I tried, it wouldn't let me. And so it was really interesting. So I waited for the recording because we recorded it. And What I did was I listened to it while I went walking that night. I went walking that night and I listened, I listened to it. And I was absolutely amazed how much more I listened and retained, like really retained it, like to a point, you know, the next morning after listening to it, there were so many things I threw out from this meeting, from this town hall that we had that, you know, I realized like holy moly, it's amazing how much more I'm retaining when I'm not multitasking. Like when the only other thing I had to worry about is putting one foot in front of the other. So I don't trip, you know, <laughs> trip over anything. Other than I, that. I, so I'm, I'm going to use that like going forward. I will, I will continue to, you know, have stuff. And if I'm multitasking, I'm going to listen to it. I'm making a commitment. I will listen to it without anything else going on in the, in, in the background. Cause it works that's for me true. anyway. I'll just speak for myself. So. That's
0: fantastic. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is so, so good. Okay. So man. Okay. First of all, that's great advice. Uh, but I do want to end with that. Do you have any other advice, any advice that you were like, I don't know, maybe your mom or your dad or a colleague early in your career or someone today, any advice someone has given you that it's like, it's just so good. You just find yourself giving it to others.
1: Yeah, and actually it's funny. Recently, I I made a comment on LinkedIn um, with with that and I use it all the time, all the time. I use it in my my personal life. I use it in, in my work life. And it's to ask the question, are you running away from something, or are you running towards something? And it's for me, it's the best question. It captures, I mean, it really kind of captures what you're you're looking for, right? Uh, you know, people that are making career changes, and you know, it, you you need to stop and think: Are you running away from something, or are you running towards something? And it's, like I said, I mean, when you really think through it's amazing how many times you can apply that. And I'm constantly using it. I'm constantly sharing it. And so I learned, I learned that from someone I worked with. So.
0: So everybody listening right now, I have, I have chills right now from the way you did not just the way you, not just the question, but the way you shared that, that is chilling. That is so good. Listen, me, we could talk. For hours, hours and hours and hours. Uh, but uh, it's time to pivot, and we're going to pivot to it's time to accelerate. I know I heard you earlier talking about listening, uh, but I do like to ask the question: Would you rather read a book or listen to a podcast?
1: I always listen to your podcast, Bruce.
0: <laughs> you are the best.
1: I I have to say, book. I I'm yeah. not. I I don't read books. electric like, I don't have a Kindle. I have to have a book yeah in hand tangible
0: well of course you got those highlighters and all that stock in yeah. uh, you know office depot and of <laughs> i love it any favorites any favorite books
1: so i'll tell you one i'm reading right now um hang on one sec i know it's right here but i'll keep it nearby i'm reading a, a book called rise mm. um the author is patty azarello it's it's really really good um it it the gist of what I'm really getting out of it is we all have a tactical part of what we what we do right and you're always going to have a tactical part but like where are you spending your your time and so that way you can also make an you know a greater impact and it's great you know I mean I have you know like I, I know I said about having a checklist and stuff like those are my tactical you know my tactical items um but you know you put that aside, that's great. You can check those things off. But at the end of the day, like, did you actually move the needle? Mm. You know, and what's like, and what's the priority? You need to focus on like, what really, like, what is the priority that has to get done? Like, this is a non-negotiable, like this must get done. So it's, it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I was actually going to recommend it to you for a climb.
0: <laughs> I love it. I will put the information in the show notes. So anybody that's listening, they can also click on it too. And you know, I'm going to be uh, buying it now so we can have some conversation um, and connect on that. Okay. So um, what are you grateful for?
1: I'm grateful. I, I look, you know, my mom her health, you know, health, right? My health, her health, you know, wanting everyone to be healthy. From a work standpoint, I, I have the best colleagues ever. I, I, I know I, I try to share that with them. I tell them that um, I really do. I, I have worked with, I have a couple of counterparts. I've worked with them the whole time at Pro's and, you know, normally, you know, after a certain period of time I and mean, there's stuff that, you know, things that'll get on each other's nerves for me doesn't happen. So I'm so grateful. They, you know, they 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 have my back. If something's going on, you know, they'll they'll tell me like, put your out of office on. I'll cover for you. You know, it's still a work in progress for me to let go and and you know, let them do it. Like help me. That's special. I'm 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 really grateful for the folks I work with.
0: Yeah, that's special. That is so awesome when you find people that not only you work with, but you, you call them friends. I mean, you're friends. Yeah, for sure. And they're not just colleagues or friends. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's when you find, that's when you find the joy I've heard you use, by the way, I've heard you use joy many times, uh, which is joyful to me. Um, and so that makes me feel good. Hey, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we, we were working remote and, you know, some people are back uh, but we're kind of navigating through this pandemic what what are you kinda, what are you most excited for um, in 2021 anything you're looking forward to
1: i think um, I think just what everyone's waiting for right is to, the to get a little more normalized again whatever that looks like right um, and you know I feel like the beginning of 2021 has been, a little bit of a carryover from 2020. It wasn't exactly like January 1st, 2021. It's like poof, 2020's gone and everything's all good again. Um, not quite the case. So, just I think uh, continuing to, to, to you know see what happens and be you know be a part of any kind of change that 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 comes out of it and yeah. uh, trying to go with the flow as much as uh, as much as possible, like everybody else.
0: I'm ready for some high fives. Uh, i I'm yeah. definitely ready to like get come and give you a high five. I know. Just, oh, I, gosh. You know, for me,
1: I'm like such a hugger. I'm going to have to like just remember when I start seeing people like, you know, don't don't just
0: don't and give a
1: hug. Like I, I just want to hug everybody now. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! What are you running towards? What are you running towards?
1: High five! High five is a high five is safer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or or the question: What are you running towards? I'm running to hug somebody. Running towards hugging
1: everyone and high fiving them.
0: That is fantastic! Oh my gosh! Okay, I think I heard you use the word energize earlier, uh, but I'm going to ask you: What what energizes you? I think it's
1: that bringing resolution to stuff, especially now. That's especially now especially now i do i really thrive on that i i, yeah. I truly do you know I um, when i have a great call with someone if i felt like i i helped them through something i helped resolve something uh that that will carry you know that carries me that definitely carries me through I love sure. that Love that.
0: oh my mm-hmm. god okay so we're down to the final question kim and uh here it is so kim 10 years older she's knocking at your front door and you're going to go in. Answer- Answer that door. What is she going to tell you?
1: I know it's not about working less. It's probably working, you know, making sure we're working smarter. Um, but I feel like, especially HR, we are so, we put everyone first. I think a lot of times we put everyone, in, you know, in front of ourselves because that's what we do. We, you know, people pleaser. I want to please everyone. I want to, I'm still, i still, I need to remember, I probably need to tell. You know the ten year, ten year from now, Kim. um, You know, you. It's crazy that this many years into my career, I still strive to make everyone happy. And I know that that's not a reality. You can't, right? That's an impossible goal. Um, So it's not a smart goal. Making everyone happy would not be a not be considered a smart goal.
0: Specific, (laughs) measurable, right?
1: I'm probably you know it, it. you, you won't succeed in making everyone happy. Um, so try not, you know, it's not, not like trying not to make everyone happy. I think it's more of just accept that you won't always be able to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's gonna like the answer you give them or, you know, so I, I think it's probably while we're all extending grace, we're trying to extend grace to everyone else, extend, you know, yourself, myself, some grace, you know,
0: when it comes to something like that, <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, getting
1: deep here, Bruce. Getting
0: deep, I, th- I think that one of the things that, um, I think we should all stress is we need to extend grace to ourselves, and we talked about that earlier, it's just so important. So, oh my gosh, listen, here's what I love you're authentic, uh, and you love what you do. Um, and for that, I say, I'm so thankful for you to like coming on the show today. So if someone wanted to connect with you, how, how, would be the best way to connect?
1: I would say LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly on LinkedIn. I, I think I probably need to be more active on posting and things like that on LinkedIn. But if anyone wants to reach me, I would say. Uh, reach me on LinkedIn. As far as other social media, I'm not super active, uh, except for following New England sports teams. Uh.
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, here's what I know: you're driving in the leadership lane. I uh, have watched you during your career for a long time. Uh, you are an incredible leader. You are making things happen. I'm so proud of you. Um, and I, and again, I appreciate you coming on today. I know that some of the things you talked about, you you know, you talked earlier about, you never know if you, when people say something or do something, you never know how it might make them feel. I am confident. You said some things today that there's some listeners out there. It's really going to help. So for that, I say, thank you. And most importantly, I appreciate your friendship.
1: Oh, same here, Bruce. I, I do. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh my gosh,
0: I cannot wait. Thank
1: you so much for having me do this. This was really (laughs) awesome for me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I told you this time would fly. I can't wait to share this. I'll talk to you later.